This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of scapulothoracic dissociation from the trauma section on orthobullets.com. A scapulothoracic dissociation is a traumatic disruption of the scapulothoracic articulation often associated with severe neurologic injuries, vascular injuries, and orthopedic injuries. As far as the mechanism, scapulothoracic dissociations usually are caused by a lateral traction injury to the shoulder girdle and involve significant trauma to the heart, chest wall, and lungs. Associated conditions can be orthopedic, vascular, or neurologic in nature. Associated orthopedic conditions with a scapulothoracic dissociation include scapula fractures, clavicle fractures, AC dislocation slash separation, sternoclavicular dislocation, and a flail extremity in approximately 52% of cases. And this is, of course, complete loss of motor and sensory function, rendering the extremity non-functional. As far as vascular injury in the setting of a scapulothoracic dissociation, the subclavian artery is the most commonly injured. However, you can also see axillary artery injuries. Neurologic injury is seen in up to 90% of scapulothoracic dissociation cases. Typically, you will see an ipsilateral brachial plexus injury that is often complete, and remember that neurologic injuries are way more common than vascular injuries in this setting. As far as the prognosis of scapulothoracic dissociation, they have a mortality rate of 10%. Functional outcome is dependent on neurologic injury. If return of neurological function is unlikely, early amputation is recommended. With respect to relevant anatomy, the scapulothoracic joint is a sliding joint that articulates with ribs 2 through 7. The scapulothoracic joint moves into abduction at a 2 to 1 ratio. So the glenohumeral joint at 120 degrees and the scapulothoracic joint at 60 degrees. Relevant neurovascular anatomy to be aware of include the brachial plexus, the subclavian artery, and the axillary artery. As far as the presentation of scapulothoracic dissociation, there's typically a history of high-energy trauma. Symptoms involve pain in the involved upper extremity and numbness-slash-tingling in the involved upper extremity. Physical exam should include inspection, vascular exam, and neurological exam. With respect to inspection, these patients will typically have significant swelling in the shoulder region as well as bruising around the shoulder. With respect to the vascular exam, you may find decreased or absent pulses in the involved upper extremity. Finally, with respect to the neurological exam, you may see neurologic deficits in the upper extremity, and keep in mind that the neurological status is a critical part of the exam. As far as imaging, required views with radiographs include an AP chest, recommended views include an AP and lateral of the shoulder as tolerated, as well as appropriate images of suspected fracture sites. Findings may include a laterally displaced scapula, that is, the edge of the scapula is displaced greater than one centimeter from the spinous process as compared to the contralateral side. You may also see a widely displaced clavicle fracture, AC separation, and or sternoclavicular dislocation. An angiogram is indicated to detect injury to the subclavian and axillary artery. Treatment of scapulothoracic dissociation can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management involves immobilization supportive care, and this is indicated for patients without significant vascular injury who are hemodynamically stable. Keep in mind that patients may have adequate collateral flow to the upper extremity even with a vascular injury. Operative options for scapulothoracic dissociation include a high lateral thoracotomy with vascular repair, a median sternotomy with vascular repair, ORIF of the clavicle or AC joint, and a four-quarter amputation. With respect to a high lateral thoracotomy with vascular repair, this is indicated when there's an axillary artery injury in a hemodynamically unstable patient. 
With respect to a median sternotomy with vascular repair, this is indicated for more proximal arterial injury, for example, a subclavian artery injury in a hemodynamically unstable patient. With respect to RIF of the clavicle or an AC joint, this is obviously indicated for associated clavicle and AC joint injuries. And finally, a four-quarter amputation is indicated for a complete brachial plexus injury. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 25-year-old is involved in a motor vehicle accident and sustains an isolated upper extremity injury. The radiographs show significant lateral displacement of the scapula and scapular body comminution. What physical exam findings are most predictive of functional outcomes? And the choices are 1. Presence of open fractures. 2. Asymmetry of pulses. 3. Echomosis of the upper shoulder girdle. 4. Swelling of the shoulder. And 5. Neurologic compromise of the extremity. The correct answer to this question is 5. Neurologic compromise of the extremity. So based on the description of the radiograph and the mechanism of injury, this patient has sustained a scapulothoracic dissociation. In the context of this injury, neurologic status of the extremity is the exam finding most predictive of functional outcome. Scapulothoracic dissociation is a traumatic injury to the scapulothoracic articulation that results from lateral traction to the shoulder girdle. It is often associated with significant chest wall, heart, and lung trauma. A hallmark physical exam finding is decreased or absent pulses in the affected extremity. Because of the significant traction placed on the brachial plexus, functional outcome is dependent on the extent of neurologic injury. In patients with a complete brachial plexopathy, four-quarter amputation should be considered. Clements et al. reviewed the diagnosis and management of scapulothoracic dissociation. They indicate that this entity is defined by subclavian or axillary vascular disruption, lateralization of the scapula, separation of the clavicular articulations, and nerve root or brachial plexus injury. For patients with flail extremities, an above-elbow amputation is recommended. And the final question reads, A patient presenting with scapulothoracic dissociation and ipsilateral extremity neurological injury is most likely to have which of the following outcomes? And the choices are 1. Glenohumeral arthritis. 2. Return of 3 out of 5 motor strength in the distal extremity. 3. Full return of extremity sensory function only. 4. Flail extremity. And 5. Death. So the correct answer to this question is 4. Flail extremity. To quickly review, scapulothoracic dissociation is a high-energy injury resulting from massive traction injury to the shoulder girdle with disruption of the scapulothoracic articulation. The most common long-term result from this injury is complete loss of motor and sensory function of the extremity, otherwise known as a flail limb, with death in the acute or semi-acute period also being common. In the study by Althausen et al., they found that outcomes from this injury were a flail extremity in 52% of cases, early amputation in 21% of cases, and death in 10% of cases. The study by Ibrahim et al. found that 12 out of 15 patients had a complete brachial plexus injury and that none recovered any function. The other three patients died in the acute period. That's all for this review about scapulothoracic dissociation. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.